Hello and welcome to the first episode of Sounds About Light, a podcast about Kingdom Hearts. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. I usually, you know, I'm I'm so used to having my my silly little my silly little intros, my silly little nicknames. I don't know what to do when I don't have those to get yelled at for how bad they are. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could just start this um this podcast with like a 10-minute music video. <laughs> I mean, it's the best way to start anything. I think so. Yeah. I I hope that uh when you watched it, you did enjoy the the real music and not any of the bullshits that people have had to put on YouTube because Utada Hikaru's record label is so aggressive about that. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was. I assume so. Yeah. I mean, that's so I mean, you know, that isn't the first time I've seen that video to be clear. Uh-huh. But uh first time in quite some time. So, I watch it most days. <laughs> uh I don't know who's going to be listening to this. You never know. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody's out there looking for Kingdom Hearts podcasts. If you don't know who we are, I'm Sam. I podcast mostly about bad TV shows and bad movies. But in this case, I said, what if it's something that I like? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm Drew. You you probably know me as Achilles Heelys from the F Plus, if you know me at all. And... I mostly podcast about things I really dislike. <laughs> uh, and like, oh, that's not always true. Sometimes we do Wikipedia and I love that. Um, but in this case, I, I don't know how I feel yet. <laughs> that's, that's totally fine. I'm, I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. Mm-hmm. Life, lifelong, except for the time when I thought that I hated it. But you know, okay. My thing with Kingdom Hearts was that I saw the trailer. Before the first game came out, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is everything!" Literally, mm-hmm. it's all—it's all the things that I could possibly want in a video game. Mm-hmm. Squall is there, Donald Duck is there, and I think that's great. But I—I I, I tried to keep up with Kingdom Hearts as the games were coming out, but uh, it got really hard for the obvious reason of all the fucking side games on all the different consoles. Uh, so I, I really fell off until Kingdom Hearts three came out. And then I said, whatever, I'll just skip to this. And I hated it. I thought it was a nightmare. I I don't know what they were thinking. But let me tell you, when you go back and you experience the whole story, Mm -hmm. there's there's a video game. Kingdom Hearts 3 is actually good. Kingdom Hearts is actually good. I guess that's the mission statement of this podcast for me. And so you're like one of like a hundred people that's actually managed to play all those games <laughs> because well, you have access to them. I guess I guess well, now people have access to them. I haven't played all of them. Oh, okay. I haven't played the mobile games. Yeah. Well, I'm sh- I've watched I've watched uh, 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 coded and three fifty eight days over two in remix movie form. Okay. Wow. But I've I've experienced all of it. So fake fan then. I'm I'm that's right. That's the other mission statement is that I'm a fake fan and that there's no true fan of Kingdom Hearts. That's probably true. <laughs> um Yeah, I can tell you so, you know, I think I also remember seeing trailers for it and thinking, "Wow, that's really cool." I didn't know who Squall was. Um but I was like, "That looks like the cool guy from Final Fantasy 10." Which I don't, and I'm not even sure. I wait. What is what is the timeline on that? I'm actually wondering if my memory is completely wrong. Did, well, this was definitely after ten. It was after ten. Okay, Titus and Waka are in it. You're right. I couldn't remember if they were in this one or if they were in later ones. But 
yeah, so I was, I was very excited about it, and so, um, but I didn't like have access to it because I didn't have the like I didn't have a way to play it at the time. And then years later, mm-hmm. I played my high school girlfriend's little brother's copy of Kingdom Hearts, um, mm-hmm. and I made it to Agrabah, and I said, "Fuck this game," because I hated playing it so much. <laughs> I will I will be defending a lot of things about Kingdom Hearts, but I will absolutely respect anyone's right to not like anything about it. Yeah, well, and the but the funny thing is, and I think the reason why we're doing this podcast is that I didn't mind the story, really. I mean, I know uh-huh. that's a lot of people's major complaint. I just did not like the action of playing it, and I've always just really liked hearing people talk about Kingdom Hearts. Because it's also that thing where, like, you hear some, say, someone say something about it, and it's so outrageous, and you're like, well, I do kind of want to know why, I don't know, like, why Donald is the strongest mage in Final Fantasy or whatever. <laughs> like, you, that's the kind of thing that, it's stupid, but I want to know why. So Yeah, that that is a very good way to sum up all of Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great franchise for people who like to read wikis. Which I do. Me too. <laughs> Will I ever go back and seriously try to read Homestuck? No. Do I know a lot of facts about things that happen in Homestuck? Yes. Yeah, same. Although I did, I did try and then I gave up. I tried to read Homestuck twice, but yeah. that's a story for never because it's not interesting. No. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's bad to read. Uh, so, yeah, and you you said that you have... You've you've got a lot of the story of this, just not in order. Yeah, I probably have heard or read all of the bits at some point, but it's so it just it just slides off my brain eventually, and, and I, I can't yeah. hold on. Well, to most I mean of that's it. that was my experience in the in the window where I had decided that I actually hated Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. was I was like, "Fuck this! I'm I'm never going back." And then just all the all the spoilers just hitting my brain from from three and from Dream Drop Distance, and I'm just like, yeah, sure, yeah, why wouldn't that happen? Uh huh. And then by the time I actually got to them, I had completely forgotten all of it. <laughs> it's it's difficult information to take in when you have no context for it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of it. Because yeah, right. I have I just haven't seen it happen, so it's hard for me to remember it, I think. Oh, but there's so many wonderful things to see happen. You get to watch Goofy die. Yeah. I've heard I've heard about that. I, I do want to see that. <laughs> That's the main reason to get into Kingdom Hearts. I guess my my last th- my last my final mission statement uh is uh a, a, it's a classic mantra of Kingdom Hearts fans, which is that it's not actually that convoluted or confusing. There's just a lot of it. Yeah. And we're and we're going to be going through it and making it all make sense. Maybe. Right. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've I've got I've got lore books in in my field of view right now. So if need be, I can go refer to the fucking Kingdom Hearts encyclopedia. <laughs> okay, so is that and I assume that's written by the people that made Kingdom Hearts. It's not like a fan thing. Yeah, basically, uh, they they do a thing in Japan called Ultimania mm. uh, with with each game, which is just like a, a supplementary book with like I think it's like interviews and behind the scenes facts and like summarizing of the stories and the characters and all that. Um, 
there only only two of them have been released in the United States, uh, which are like <laughs> compiled from all the older ones. So I've got I've got both of those. Okay, and I mean the most important piece of information. How old do you think Sora is in Kingdom Hearts One? Eleven. He is fourteen. Okay, okay. That's not what his voice sounds like, but <laughs> but <laughs> well, I mean Haley Joel Osment. How fucking old was he? Um, I don't know, but one of my notes says, "Oh boy, child voice acting." So he okay. He was fourteen. Okay. Well, yeah, I was gonna say I was going to say the children in the game sound like children, and yes, and and I would argue that most of the children in the game are better than a lot of the adults in the game. Oh, that's disappointing to hear. I mean, you heard Leon's voice. I did, yeah, I did hear Leon's voice. Not great. Not great. No. And there is darkness within every heart. I actually think. I actually, it gets better as it goes. Yeah, but I, I actually think Haley Joel Osment is really good. You know who I didn't like, uh, as Kyrie is Hayden Panettiere, who really I had forgotten has this weird laugh in the first game that doesn't come back, where she's like, <laughs> I, "That's so okay." I have two notes next to each other. One is, <laughs> and oh boy, child voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know what that laugh was supposed to be. It it doesn't come back. They were they were trying to get in on the uh on the Titus Final Fantasy 10 heat, I guess. Yeah, well, and they do that again later, but maybe we'll just get to that when we get to that. So. Yeah. Well, shall we shall we get into it then? Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> uh I don't think I have too many notes about the the simple and clean opening cuz a lot of it is very abstract and thematic i was gonna say one of my notes is that it's sort of like a music video about going through puberty i feel like (laughs) um which maybe is what the games are about too i don't know so i've been finding hair in all these weird places lately (laughs) um and i also wrote down wallet chain is it a wallet chain? oh boy yeah, they they do be having chains and belts and zippers, which I'm fine with. I think that's cool. It's just his does look suspiciously like a wallet chain, and I mean, I guess that makes sense because he's gonna have a lot of money on him. So he's gonna have a lot of M U N N Y money. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm still deciding what is and isn't in the scope of this podcast. I'm probably not gonna talk too much about like the music. It's good. The I think the the fashion needs to be expounded upon he's wearing a like a onesie mm-hmm. with a with a little stupid half jacket over it yeah so i think <laughs> i think you probably saw me say this the other day but um while now that i'm a you know a 32 year old person maybe i don't think the fashion is as cool but <laughs> when i was in middle school playing final fantasy 10 i thought it was the coolest shit ever and I re- oh no fucking absolutely! And I really, really wanted to dress as as Titus from Final Fantasy X. So I think I also did. So so yeah. So like I I, I don't know. There's still a part of me that's like I don't know. It's 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 a look, you know. <laughs> it is, and I'm always surprised because I remember playing the first game and being like, "Wow, Sora is so cool." Mm-hmm. 
And then I played the second game and I was like, I'm glad they got rid of his baby outfit. This new one is so cool. Oh. And then I play the third game and I'm like, I'm really glad that they got rid of that last outfit. But this third one is really cool. Oh, wow. I can't wait to see the evolution of outfits. I don't think that's a thing I've ever really <laughs> noticed. They all look good to me at the time and then do not look good later. <laughs> okay, that's exciting. So I look forward to seeing Sora in Kingdom Hearts 4 just wearing like <laughs> jeans and a t-shirt. I mean, that's kind of what Noctis wears. So yeah, probably. And he looks fucking cool as hell. He does look pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Okay, now I... Do I want to close this picture of Sora? I mean, he's got he's got a loose belt over his onesie. Not quite sure what that's accomplishing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a Nomura classic, though. Uh huh. He's got his big old necklace. Yeah, Riku's outfit is the one that really kills me because he's got his pants. He's wearing like jeans, I think. Okay, let me yeah. look up Riku. Riku. Remind myself. Yeah, he. What? But his his jeans have little belts on the ankles. Well, that's the that's Riku's trick. He's wearing jeans, but mm-hmm. then he's got like basically two tarps that he has <laughs> cut into like pants parachutes. They're Not like parachute they're, they're pants. like balloon chaps. Yeah, and then he's he's buckled them around the ankle, and then he's got suspenders for each individual leg. Mm-hmm. Every time uh, I see. Uh, it's a very sp- it's a very narrow scenario, but it's Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, Riku in the underwater level with his pants. I'm just like, you can't move around like that, man. They're filling with water. Oh, actually, in this opening, he is underwater. Yeah. And he's going to drown, I so imagine. So he proved you wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, I also... Damn it, Riku, I, I won't doubt I, you again. I don't want to be crass, but it seems like a tough going to the bathroom situation. Cause, oh, I mean, yeah. Because you can't really pull your pants down without taking your ankle belts off either. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to pre-plan all his bathroom trips way in advance. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. Sora is like falling underwater. Riku gets hit by a big wave. We'll we'll find that water is uh, often used as sort of a, a visual metaphor for capital D darkness. Not capital D darkness. Oops, we're already into it. <laughs> capital D darkness is a very specific thing that is going to come eventually. Right. How foolish of me. So what is water? <laughs> water is a visual metaphor for lowercase d darkness. I see. Okay. Okay. Don't. Never. Never mind. I'm not going to ask. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, so Sora, like, reunites with Kyrie, but then he they look up in the sky, and who who should be falling from the sky? Why, it's Sora himself, along with a bunch of falling stars mm-hmm. that we'll come back to shortly. Uh, and then he lands in a big stained glass darkness zone, uh, which is called the Dive to the Heart. Mm-hmm. Lore explanation for this basically we don't need to get too much into what it means but it basically these these like stained glass windows sort of represent individual people's hearts Mm. uh and sora is currently traversing the the stained glass representations of i think it's snow white cinderella and sleeping beauty okay i just saw snow white i i didn't see oh uh, this is the tutorial. Yeah. I think the version that you watched probably didn't include all of that. Got it. Because I was wondering, I was like, is Snow White 
was she the I was like was she the first Disney princess is that why this is the one is she more important than other princesses no, it's, it's, oh and uh bell is also here come to think okay of it. so it's just i think all, that's all the ones we will find it's just all the early princesses okay we will find that all of the princesses who are represented here are the ones who have already been sort of captured and put into a state of sleep i see okay which is kind of related to what's happening here uh did you get the mysterious non-voiced voice yeah, and I wrote down who is talking to Sora. <laughs> who is this? Well, I I never knew this until referring to the old Kingdom Hearts Ultimania. That is Mr. His Majesty himself, Mickey Mouse. Really? Apparently. How? Okay. Could a human know that without reading the compendium? <sighs> I don't know. I think it's... it's n- after learning that it's Mickey Mouse, I think that it does it does fit because I think basically what's happening here is that Sora is in a dream mm-hmm. and in his dream he is connecting his heart with the sleeping princesses, which is why he's visiting their I think they're called stations. Okay. Uh okay. and also why he's connecting to Mickey. Uh Mickey basically is beginning his own adventure to investigate those falling stars that we saw. And I think what happened here is that Mickey, in his own dream, connected with the heart of who he knows is going to be the hero. And he's Mm -hmm. just kind of trying to guide him on the first steps of his journey is basically what's going on. And the the way that that makes sense, if I remember correctly, is that some of the dialogue, uh, instead of en- words ending in ing, end in in apostrophe, and oh, that's shit. Yeah, that's okay. our boy Mickey Mouse. Yep, that is because I, I have a note about his letter for sure. So, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really have much more to say about it. I don't think that having played all the other games, I don't think that Mickey contacting Sora really means much. I don't know why it's Mickey. This is something that we'll find, though, is that there's a lot of parts where a character will be talking and their voice will not play. And usually that means it's because it's somebody in particular. Hmm. Or Riku is underwater. I don't know. That happens later. It didn't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> I had some questions about some of the things that Mickey said to Sora. Please. Um, something about, like, this is the mightiest weapon or something like that. And I was mm-hmm. I was like, okay, is that going to be like Sora assumes it's the Keyblade, but it's actually friendship or something like that? Or is... Ding, 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 okay. ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, okay. I guess podcast over. You solved it. <laughs> um, you won. Yeah. And then <laughs> I... And I'm assuming the door that he's referring to, you, you're the one who opened the door, I'm assuming, is not referring to the brown... The, the door in the cave to... It's not referring to the door in the cave. However, it is referring to a literal door. Cool. Okay. It sounds like it's a metaphor, but it's not. The first one is, the second one's not. That's good. Um, Yeah, because no, he is is very literally talking to like, Sora, you're going to go on this journey, and then you're going to open a door at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It is not metaphorical. Great. Well, I guess... Have fun opening that door, Sora. 
he also has a boss fight here in the tutorial against yeah. a gigantic heartless which is like a big spiky haired anime man yeah with a huge heart-shaped hole in its chest yep uh those are called dark sides uh we will see a lot of them and to this day i still don't really know what they are okay i have my theories but oh, like because you know what a heartless is but like like who who like what that's linked to i guess okay i see what you're saying well so uh we'll we'll get into heartless lore yeah we should at some we point. should we should we should get into that later yeah yeah, because we are still in the opening. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're in the tutorial. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. Sora wakes up on the beach and talks to Kyrie. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, and then I think my only thing I pulled out from that was, haha, I don't remember how I got here. <laughs> it seems like they're very blase about stuff that seems very serious and concerning. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that's life on the Destiny Islands. Yeah, uh... So we learn that Kyrie is not from this island. Uh, she came from somewhere else, but she has no memory from before she got here. Right. Uh, and they talk about someday they'd like to go visit her hometown and all the other worlds while they're at it. Yeah. And then we meet Riku. <laughs> we too meet Riku. He's very cool. He's very cool. He's very hot, obviously. That's his character. Yeah. Is that he's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's clear from when you meet him, too. He's he's one year older than Sora and Kyrie, and that's why he's darkness, man. Yeah. I Oh, is that spoilers? I don't know if that came across in this in this part. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, this, he gets yeah, that's clear to me. Um what I so, okay, so is Kyrie's home supposed to be just like on a different island? Because they're getting on a raft. Okay, this is this is a, a a very confusing part of the series. Is what is the Destiny Island and where is it and what is it? Uh, so when the when you're like on the island in gameplay in Kingdom Hearts One, you can't like see anything else. Yeah, when you look out across the water. They did retcon that into to have the island that Sora and friends are on basically be like. A little, a little place that the kids go to play off the coast of this bigger island where they actually have, like, houses and school and stuff. That's more confusing. Yeah, I think, I think the only reason that, that we don't see the island from the little island is just because they didn't really know... Right. What they were right. going to do with that at the time. But we they, there are like little boats that they take that we see to get to the smaller island. So we know that they're not living on this island. Oh, but so wait, when you're in Sora's house later, that's not on that same island? No, that's on the main island that we don't actually see. Because when, oh. when Sora, uh, he goes from his house to the little island and he gets there and he's like, Oh, Kyrie and Riku's boats are Oh, that here. makes more sense to me now. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I was like, why does that? Okay. Okay. All right. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. They don't spell it out very well, but yeah, this they don't live on this little island. Got it. Okay. This is just where they come to to play pretend basically. Okay. Cool. And build a raft. I don't know why they're building a raft when they <laughs> a rickety old raft when they have their own solid boats that are already <laughs> built. <laughs> I didn't Yeah, okay. And, and and so still Kyrie's home is somewhere other than the island they live on, though. 
Right. So, oh man, I don't know when we get this information, but um Oh, you don't have to spoil it if it's a thing that happens later. I just No, no, yeah. no, not not a spoiler. It's it's mentioned kind of offhand later that Kyrie like lives with the mayor of the Destiny Islands. <laughs> okay. I don't remember when that comes in. The reason I mention it now is because I know that that lore is somewhere, but I I have no idea where it comes from. I I learned that like a couple months ago and I was like, "What the hell?" But it it is it is mentioned somewhere. Uh okay. Point being though, yes, she she has an original home somewhere else that we will learn about eventually. Okay. All right. Well, the only uh, the only other thing I have to say is the Destiny Island logo looks like shit. <laughs> All the worlds get their little logos. I think they get better. Okay. From game to game. It looks like uh, it looks like something for like a like a motel, I feel like. It it's really low rent. Um, yeah, they're not they're not great in this one. Yeah, I I don't really remember them from two either. I I think they're I think they're good in three though. Okay, they get a little bit more elaborate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What else do we have? Uh, Kyrie's weird laugh. Yeah. Making a raft. Oh, this is where. Oh yeah. Uh, back on the subject of what is and isn't in the scope of this podcast. I don't think I'm going to be talking too much about gameplay. However, I will mention. Uh, in this part, as you're building the raft, you also get to, uh, do little, little duels with Riku and you get to race against him and it keeps a running score of who's doing best. Uh, the let's play that I was watching infuriated me because the number of times I've done that fucking race against Riku and there's like obstacles, there's like a bridge that collapses, there's like a a zip line and you got to jump across trees. This fucking let's player starts the race just jumps off the ledge at the start and just walks straight to the end and back and wins really the number of times i've lost this race to riku yeah i mean oh that's my like God. you know i i have played that part it's terrible i'm surprised i didn't stop there frankly it's so bad <laughs> i think i have heard other people say that they actually stopped at the race against riku well yeah cuz you're kind of like if this is what the game's going to be like i don't want to play this it's yeah, Kingdom Hearts 1 is, it wants to be a platformer at times, oh. and it really shouldn't. No, that's not what it's built for. I will say, it. they they really, uh, in, in 3, uh, evolved the the mobility mm. a lot, and it, it actually gets really fun to move around in these games, but it, it takes a while to get there. <laughs> uh, yeah, this race, uh, fuck off. Yeah, that's pretty much it for for this day on the island. Riku gives Sora a, a star shaped fruit called mm-hmm. a Paupu fruit, and says uh, to eat it with Kyrie, uh, because legend has it that if you share a Paupu fruit with someone, you your destinies will be intertwined forever. And Riku is not jealous or passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I couldn't really tell from the voice acting. I thought he was just being a bro, but <sighs> David Gallagher's voice acting as riku it it's a journey okay i honestly think that he he really grows into the role <laughs> but he's he can be very flat a lot of the time i mean i think from what i've heard about like games from that time period too the direction might have just been really bad yeah that's why i i try not to i try not to hold it against the voice actors individually too much because i think i think people are still like figuring out video game voice acting in mm-hmm. a big way 
Yeah. It, it's it's not very often that you listen to a game from this era or, or older and get, like, a good voice performance. Well, and I think especially for, like, a translation, too. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Especially when the shit that they're reading is, is like this. Yeah. Sora, here is the Palpu fruit. Your destiny and Kairi's will be intertwined with your heart. <laughs> uh, but now we now we meet the best voice actors. Yes, some of some of the greatest living voice actors. Yeah, they're actually really good. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Donald and Goofy and Mickey. Like they, they've been doing shit. Actually, I think this. I think the Mickey in this game. I mean, I guess we haven't met him yet, but no. I think that he may have passed away after this. Oh. Uh, but we we still got Bill Farmer as Goofy. Oh my God, I don't remember Donald's voice actor. Oh, Tony and Selmo, of course. Okay, yeah, they're they're both here and they are they're incredible. Yeah, they're they're great. I I um I think that not only do the Disney characters sound better, they look a lot better too. But that's probably because they, they're cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. I by in in the in the modern next gen gaming style i think it's the other way around okay. but for now what a delight to see them i really like this this part at disney castle we get we get some good like gags we don't really get those much in kingdom hearts after this yeah no we I, got yeah. we got the gigantic door that donald knocks on and it opens a tiny door yeah why 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 do the mouse need such a big throne room well oh really okay his his ego oh okay well, yeah. No, there's no lore about it. Okay. Uh, we we do get to see right at the top what a deceitful little piece of shit Donald Duck is, though, because he walks into the throne room and he says, "Good morning, Your Majesty. It's so nice to see you." And then he looks at the throne, and Mickey's not there. Mm-hmm. What a fucking brown noser. Yep. <laughs> what more can you say, Donald Duck? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> He he grows on you. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah, he does make some decisions like I'm immediately going to lie to Minnie Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> He's he is such a liar. Yeah. I think we see him lie 3 times in this part. Yeah, but that's great. I mean, whatever. Like that's Donald Duck, so Oh yeah. It is funny though. Like I've played all these games and I have so much fondness for Donald and Goofy in Kingdom Hearts. If I see Donald and Goofy in any other Disney property, I'm just like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't, I don't know him. See, you know, and I think this was, yeah. So I grew up watching a bunch of like old Disney cartoons. So I think mm. I was always super psyched for some Donald and, and Goofy. And again, I don't, ultimately really disappointed. I, don't I didn't think like. I watched much Disney cartoons. I think I watched a lot of like Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. I, I don't know that I. I don't think I had much nostalgia for Donald, Goofy, and Mickey specifically. Well, I had two VHS tapes my parents had just filled with stuff they'd recorded from, like, ABC or something. Mm. And just, like, had, like, two to three hours of Disney cartoons that I watched the same VHSs of, like, a million times. So, so yeah. So you're, you're going to be much fonder of these characters than I ever could hope to be. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, so Pluto uh, delivers a letter from Mickey, mm-hmm. which freaks Donald the fuck out. If I if I could do the Donald Duck voice, this is where I would, yeah, but I, I won't subject anyone to that. Yeah, I cannot. <laughs> Damn it! I was hoping. No, <laughs> I don't think so. This is this is where you bust out your note perfect Donald Duck voice. Oh well, you insert it. Maybe next here. time. Uh, <laughs> Donald is a wizard, by the way. Speaking of fashion. Donald's a wizard, Goofy is a is a knight. Yes. They look badass. Yes. A lot of hat zippers, if I remember right. 
Oh my god, the hat zippers! Uh, it's it's Donald's like main outfit because because they change their outfits for the for the bulk of the game from what they have at the Disney World, right? Uh, but yeah, Donald's hat—it's like three segments of a hat like zippered together. <laughs> like you could just unzip his hat and it would just fall to pieces. Oh, and his hat has—you have to respect that. And it has a fucking belt on it. I didn't notice that till now. Yeah. Oh my god! As long as we're talking about. Uh, Final Fantasy character belt design. Yeah, you you played Final Fantasy X. How about fucking Lulu's belt dress? Yeah, I think that was. I almost feel like those Nomura saying like, "Oh, you think belts are a problem, huh?" <laughs> I'll fucking show you some belts. With the with the PlayStation Two, we can generate one thousand belts per second, <laughs> pushing the console to its limits. Yep. Goofy doesn't have too many belts. Uh, too many belts or zippers, honestly. No, he they they call him Goofy, but he's he's a very subdued man. Yeah, yeah, this is a good dog man. Dog man. Dog man. Um. Oh, speaking of Disney characters looking good, I don't like how Pluto looks. I think I've decided watch like with this game and especially with this WCU Pluto later. I don't. I just don't like how Pluto looks. I think he looks creepy. In in this or in general? In general, I think is what I've decided. I especially in this, but in general, I think I don't like how Pluto looks. Yeah, I mean that's a it's a it's a classic Disney problem. Why is Pluto a dog? Yeah, why is, and not a guy? I, there's that, and why does he have a rat tail? Um, Doesn't he have like? All right, googling another character. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm thinking of yeah, I'm thinking of his tail. I I was gonna say that he had like weird unsettling eyelashes, but no, it's that it's that it's that long rat tail. Yeah, he's got a weird skinny little rat tail, and I don't like it. He's also got uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a weirdly muscular chest. <laughs> what? Okay. Well, that's just deviant art. I, I'm guessing. <laughs> no, you know what? It's it's not. But I I recently switched to DuckDuckGo. Okay. Uh, for my default browser, and the image search is so fucked. Okay. Cool. Like, I will Google any character from anything except apparently Pluto, and it'll be like. One actual official piece of art, and then just deviant art all the way down. It's fucking bizarre. Well, I'm sure that's way worse when you're looking for stuff for Kingdom Hearts too. Well, I mean, it's just it's just art of them looking really cool. Oh God, sorry, I just scrolled down and saw of all of all the things to to get that reaction out of me. It was in fact uh, official Disney cartoon art of like an old Pluto. Oh yeah. Before they were like really like smooth and cartoony back when they were like there was a lot more lines to them. He looks quite horrible. Yeah. Pluto Pluto bad. Oh, oh shit, no. This is the thing that I was thinking about. It's it's not Pluto's cartoon design. It's mascot Pluto has the whiskers. Okay. Ugh. Uh, yeah, those are no good. No. I need to close this again. Yeah, this is good podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's ba- oh uh, they. I mean, they're big pubes on his face. It you know, or there's no getting around, or it. like fly hair. It's like the fly Ugh. hair you see in like Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Ugh, I am not hugging that mascot costume. No, not that I've ever done that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a new precedent. No. This is a- uh so donald uh attacks goofy mm-hmm. welcome welcome to the game goofy your first act as character is being electrocuted with magic by donald duck <laughs> they're friends 
they're friends for the i mean he is he is napping on the job but you know you gotta respect that yeah oh yeah and this is where he's like and we're not telling anybody about this letter especially not minnie and daisy (laughs) who are standing right behind him yeah classic gags yeah it's good gag it's classic I think my next section is mostly gameplay that doesn't need to be talked about. Okay. Uh, Sora and Riku argue about what to name the raft. Sora wants to call it Excalibur, like a metaphor for his character. Riku wants to call it Highwind, like Sid from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, that's pretty much all that. Oh, and then this is where Sora goes into the 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 quote unquote secret place, which is the little cave next to the waterfall. Uh, and we see there's there's like drawings all over the walls. <laughs> And we got we got drawings that he and Kyrie did of each other as little kids, and I thought this was a very nice little detail. I liked that the drawings looked like they were drawn by different people. They did, yeah. Um, Sora not as good at drawing as Kyrie, I think. Um, no, especially because I just thought it was. I thought <laughs> so. At first, I thought Kyrie had drawn Sora, and then Sora had drawn himself also, but but also also but dark. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kyrie finishes her drawing of Sora and it's like, all right, Sora, here's yours. Now let me see. Oh, yeah. Cause it kind of just looks like, and I was like, oh, it's like a Kingdom Hearts thing. Like, cause that's the dark Sora and it's going to be like lightness and dark. And it's like, oh, <laughs> no, it's just Kyrie, but bad. Sora draws himself as a, as a nice little boy and Kyrie draws him as an evil little goblin. Yeah. <laughs> Sora, I drew dark you. <laughs> They're both right. Uh, yeah, we there. There is a weird wooden door in the back of the cave, uh, and Sora, Sora like grabs a rock off the ground and adds a little poopoo going into Kyrie's mouth from his hand. Mm-hmm. And then there's a mysterious brown bag of a man <laughs> who appears behind him. Yep, voiced by I think Billy Zane. Really interesting. Why? Huh? Why? I, I never mind. I don't get why you pay money for voice actors in video games, but that's like that aren't sorry that aren't like voice actors, aren't professional voice actors. I should say those people should yeah, get paid. I, don't know. I mean, a a lot of these people I think were like Disney affiliates. Oh, but I don't think all of them were. Okay. Well, I guess like just to name uh, uh, Leon, aka Squall from Final Fantasy VIII. He's a uh, what's his name? David Boreanaz. Really? Who I think. He was uh, Angel on yeah. Angel, which no, I think was ABC, well, which he's a, is Disney. He's a bad real life actor too, so that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I, I I literally only know him from this, uh, but, I pre- but yeah, I know like Kyrie gets recast as Allison Stoner, who was on fucking Mike's Super Short Show. If you remember that, <laughs> I do. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think I think. Pretty much everyone here is on something Disney, I think. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Okay. <laughs> because otherwise, the question is, why the fuck? Yeah. Why did they get these, like, B-list celebs who are not good at voice acting? <laughs> right. I mean, Billy Zane's uh, fine, but, but he's not asked to do very much here, I don't think, so. Oh, yeah, I, I think he's good here. Uh, yeah. He he tells Sora uh, that this world has been mysteriously connected quote unquote mm-hmm. i think he cryptically implies that he's from another world yeah and then he vanishes i love that sora says he's freaked out but doesn't seem freaked out at all <laughs> he's, not, he's not acting freaked out his voice doesn't sound freaked out but he's like i'm freaked out 
I'm scared of you. Yeah. I love when, uh, cause, cause because of like the limitations of the PS2, uh, they would like swap out the characters' faces for like, sometimes it's like a fully animated model face. Mm-hmm. Other times it's like sprites, like flickering between open and closed mouth. I think this was one of the points where I noticed that I was like, maybe they should have given Sora the acting face for this scene. <laughs> Seems important, but fine. Well, well, we'll find out eventually how important this brown bag man is. Okay. Uh, here's a a weirdly prominent lore drop in the middle of all of this <laughs> is uh, Kyrie making a necklace of Thalassa shells for Sora. Yeah, what was this? This definitely wasn't, this is like, from another menu it looked like i didn't understand what we were looking at oh in in yours does it does it go into like like text on still yeah mode? yeah 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 so this this was just like sort of in-game dialogue uh oh okay but i guess they i mean it it, it is important in a very weird way these these shells and uh charms are gonna be really uh they're, they're gonna come back a, a lot so uh, the, the palpu fruit wasn't enough we gotta have <laughs> another Another destiny object. That's fine. Yeah. Also shaped like a star. Also yes. shaped like a star. Yeah. <laughs> the more times you use the same thing, the more art it gets. Yeah. Repetition. Uh, but yeah, she she basically explains that uh, back in the olden days, sailors would wear these to ensure a safe voyage. I believe Thalassa is like a Greek personification of the sea, mm. like a goddess type deal. Um, and yeah, she, she says something to the effect of like, uh, I'm making this charm for you so we won't get separated and that will come up later in some way. <laughs> uh, I think that's pretty much it for the islands for this part. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, Kyrie and, and Sora meet on the dock and it's like romantic and Kyrie wants to like ditch Riku and go on the raft. Oh, yeah, they got to get in one more weird laugh. One more weird laugh. <laughs> and then I did think it was weird that Kyrie wanted to leave Riku behind. Um, unless Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie says, already knows things about Riku, maybe. I don't know. She says that he's changed. And she says, we should just take the raft and go. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, he- <laughs> uh, and then she says to Sora, never change. I I guess that that is alluding to the fact that Riku is sort of being being pulled toward the darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh I think I think that what this is getting at is we will find that Kyrie has some vague not worth getting into right now heart powers. Mm. Uh and I think that what we're getting here is that she feels that Sora is a light boy and says never change and Riku meanwhile is becoming a dark boy boohoo but that's gonna be good actually i assume at some point good that riku is becoming a dark boy yeah (laughs) well okay all right we'll we'll see i'll I'll just say i think that by by the time we get to the end of this i think riku is one of one of the best characters in the whole dang thing yeah i mean he's he's so dreamy it makes sense (laughs) i believe it (laughs) god there i think it was in the lead up to kingdom hearts 3 that there was a like an interview with david gallagher where he was like (laughs) i think the quote was something to the effect of like what do you want me to say riku's a sexy guy all the girls are really gonna like this game (laughs) oh riku is a sexy guy 
he's just a sexy guy. And, uh, you know, the gamer girls are really going to like it. I, <laughs> I assume even in Kingdom Hearts 3, Riku's still, like, 16 or something. Uh, I think in 3, he'll be... Yeah, I think 16. Cool. <laughs> they're, they're video game character ages, though. They Right. They are ageless beings. Right, Japanese video game character, so... Yeah. You know, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Parentheses, please don't think about it or make these observations about them. I'm 17, I'm a general who's, like, gone through five campaigns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm the 3,000-year-old dragon girl. I'm in kindergarten. Oh, that's the worst one. Fire Emblem. Yep. Yeah, I love those games. I don't love the dragons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we get Mickey's letter to Donald. Uh, There's big trouble brewing, apostrophe. The stars have been going out, and I, I have to go look look into it. Uh, he says that there's someone out there with the key to their survival, and Donald and Goofy need to go find that key. Uh, and also, please tell my wife sorry. <laughs> You know, and this is where I was like, Donald, why? What the fuck? Mickey told you to tell Minnie, and you were not going to tell her. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think about <laughs> but, that. It's like you're a, you're a bigger jerk than I thought you were. He's he's just trying to wingman for Mickey with his wife. He's like, you know, Minnie, Mickey said that he'll be late because he's going to pick up your mother in law <laughs> at the airport. His mother-in-law. Fuck. <laughs> Donald's not a good liar. No, Donald's not a good liar. Um, uh, Minnie's cool, though. She doesn't care. It, yeah, right. She's she's the most passive character in the entire franchise. She has no thoughts on anything. I would say she's not a character in this scene. No, I mean, Daisy at least gets dialogue in this game. I think I think in future games, Daisy will just, like, stand there and say nothing. <laughs> Um, so I have a question. Do, do Donald and Goofy not know about Keyblades at this point? Do people not uh, know about they Keyblades? They do not. Okay. It, and it, it will turn out to be a plot hole because they should. Okay. But I think, I think it, when, when they were making the first game, they probably didn't know they would be doing prequels. So. Okay. But yeah, at this point, they don't know about Keyblades. They, they forgot when they saw them 10 years ago. I mean, people just like, there's like plot reasons people forget stuff in these games, right? Sometimes just to be like, no, we, <laughs> we didn't not think about it. It was, they forgot. That's true. And I'm sure that Nomura would be really happy to hear you say that. <laughs> I think he would. Yeah. Well, between, between birth by sleep, there's, there's actually going to be a, a mid prequel sequel. Where Donald and Goofy get brain surgery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had darkness brain put... Brain surgery from a, from a whimsical walking broom. Yep. They had darkness put in their brains so that <laughs> when, when they were in... So, I don't know. I can't think of a reason. I'm sure there's a reason. It's good. It's good, Fuck, actually. I see Dark Donald. Dark... Yeah. Uh, Minnie sends Jiminy Cricket along with them. Uh... We will definitely remember that he's there for the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. Every time Jiminy, like, pops out of Sora's pocket, I'm like, Ugh! Yeah, it's... Sora, there's a bug! It seems... Yeah, I... Why Why is... Is he just kind of like a tutorializer? So, the... The, the lore explanation is that he is the one who keeps the journal that you can go into in the menu with plot summaries and character stuff and... 
stats. Jiminy is in Sora's pocket the whole time, just taking furious notes. <laughs> oh, that's kind of great, actually. I'm, I'm good with that. I do like it. I, I almost just wish that Jiminy got to be around more, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. It would... It would it would make it less weird every time he pops out and I'm like, oh, have you been here this whole time? Because <laughs> he usually only comes out like at the beginning and end of a game. Uh, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they like walk to the to the hangar to leave for their their big adventure. Uh, and we we get a little a little bit of backstory. Jiminy mentions that his uh, the world that he's from, which, of course, is Pinocchio world. Uh, I say, of course, I wouldn't be surprised if anyone didn't know who Jiminy Cricket was, uh, but his his world uh, blinked out of existence and he he managed to get to safety here. I don't know if there's any explanation for that, but uh, yeah, he, he doesn't know where where Pinocchio is or Geppetto. He's he's a sad little a sad little cricket. Yeah, he's a sad little cricket. Here's where Goofy says stuff that felt really weird to hear in the Goofy voice. There's just like... Oh, yes. There is... <laughs> oh, were you going to talk about that? Be- I, I didn't write it down, but I remember thinking that. Because... So it's like, you know, they're saying Kingdom, Heart, Kingdom Hearts dialogue sometimes, but Goofy's got to do it. And so he says something about, Gorsh, the world order. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. Because we need to protect the world border. Oh, is it border? I thought he said world order. Well, the it's the joke is that he he got it wrong uh, because because he's goofy. Uh, well, either way, I just it's a little too close to goofy talking about new world order, and it made me feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> I I never get tired of hearing the goofy voice say like organization thirteen or. Uh, heartless and nobodies. It it's the funniest fucking thing. I mean, that alone makes Kingdom Hearts good, in my opinion. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, Donald saying it's not as weird to me, but Goofy saying it is. Just, it just seems. <laughs> it's just very out of place. It's because Donald's a fucking nerd. Yeah, I I would believe anything that Donald would say. But yeah, the the thing with the order, it's a it's a very messy topic in Kingdom Hearts because basically what Donald ex- Donald explains is that nobody in any of these worlds knows that there are other worlds. Like, I mean, Sora and Riku, I think I think they said in a conversation that we glossed over that the only reason they even realized there were other worlds was because Kyrie showed up one day. Right. Um, so Nobody's supposed to know about these other worlds, so when they go to the other worlds, they they can't be a wizard and a knight, because it would let on that they're from another world. So instead, they're going to be a walking, talking duck and dog <laughs> in Final Fantasy gear. Right. <laughs> well, well, but yeah, th- this is, Final- is going to come up a lot where Donald is like, let's not, let's not meddle, because this is not our world to meddle in. And then they just do anyway, and it doesn't really matter, but they're going to say it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just an excuse to put them in fun costumes, I think, but... Um. <laughs> I wish they did it more, though. I wa- Although, I mean, I guess then it gets into, into tricky territory where it's like, oh, we're, we've landed in uh, fucking high school musical world. Please. Please make Donald them- and... Donald and Goofy are now human. <laughs> I want photorealistic human Donald Duck, please. Oh, God. 
there are some there are some really really fun moments of donald and goofy talking about the order while being anthropomorphic animals surrounded by humans <laughs> it never stops being funny to me that's very good uh but yeah they they go to uh chippendale's hangar right uh which has has some more great like disney cartoon gags as there's like a like a sort of conveyor belt like grabbing them and like stuffing them into this ship and then like a big tunnel opens up and then it just drops them out of a hole instead i thought that was good i actually laughed at that Uh, i love that one was the sick techno playing in the video in the game i think so because i i don't i don't know what you heard but probably ship and dale were listening to some really sick techno and um (laughs) i think it's very funny to see the gummy ship while sick techno plays because the gummy ship music is really good honestly i mean again i i don't i don't want to spend too much time just saying the music is good but yoko shimamura incredible music in in these games yeah it it was just like oh yes this is <laughs> this is the 2000s i remember this is good i'm <laughs> I, I'm, I'm back <laughs> yeah i'll probably uh pipe that music in here so people can enjoy mm-hmm. um yeah that's one that's one of the last like like disney cartoon gags that we really get i think there's there's one in a little bit but mm-hmm. we don't see much of that we also i would be remiss not to mention we do get the goofy yell the yeah we do we do which i mean it's it's obligatory but also i was so happy to hear it yeah and then we go to sora in bed with his giant clown shoes on <laughs> i i think it's just his feet there is one character off the top of my head in these games who wears sandals and it's really horrible oh no i can't wait are the feet is (laughs) they they do not make the feet make sense oh really okay do you ever Uh, does does sora ever show feet i don't think sora does oh who does show feet (laughs) i think literally just that one character who has sandals that's that's disappointing. Well, I'm sure a lot of other people are very disappointed. Oh, yeah. Let's get that on the record. That is disappointing. You heard it here yep. first, folks. Yep. This is the this is the Feet Watch podcast. That's the real mission statement the whole time. Yeah. I'll. You'll hear about it if I see feet. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm sure they'll get to it in Kingdom Hearts 4. It took Mario until Super Mario Odyssey to show feet. Well, yeah. Yeah, and Sora will be under the bed sheets with his clown shoes next time. <laughs> Uh, and now, uh, the, the saddest character in the franchise, Sora's mom, calls him down to dinner. I still can't believe that that's a character, because it, again, it feels like they're the only three people that exist in Destiny Island. Well, and- I mean, you, we haven't even mentioned that, uh, Titus, Waka, and, uh, Selfie from Final Fantasy VIII are on the island. Right, yeah, it, it just really seemed like they were, okay, I thought they were dead. When I first saw this, I'm like, is this, is Destiny Island where you go when you die? And that's why they've showed up oh, randomly okay. and there's only three of them. This was a thought that I had. And then I realized that's like our first theory. Yeah. I realized some stuff that I think I know I've heard about these games later that that can't be true, but that really feels like what's happening. And then Sora's mom shows up. I'm like, Oh, I guess he's not dead. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I honestly think that the fact that they don't put the main island visible really really makes it confusing and it didn't need to be yeah 
Uh, uh, why is she the saddest character in, in Kingdom Hearts? Because this is her only appearance, is calling Sora down to dinner, and then he doesn't go to dinner, and then he disappears, <laughs> and he never sees her again. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she's a very good mom, because I'm pretty sure she lets him have, like, a trident in his room in the corner. <laughs> and, like, do, does he or does he not have a, like, a like a umbrella stand full of weapons in the corner of his room? I'm pretty sure I saw that. Probably. I mean, anytime we get to see a character's bedroom in these games is a delight. Yeah. They they always have, like, the the sharpest, pointiest furniture <laughs> and, like, a blinking light to keep them awake at night. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I just I was very confused by Sora's room. I was like, maybe it's for fishing. I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> well, if you if you had seen the gameplay, you would know that when Sora goes fishing, it's him just running around in the water grabbing fish with his bare hands. <laughs> I say bare hands. I'm pretty sure he's got fingerless gloves. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got gloves. Yeah. With his uh, semi-bare hands. I do also need to address... Uh, oh my god, if I'm I'm getting sidetracked on getting sidetracked, but Sora's got fingerless gloves. Have you noticed what Riku has? No. Uh, let me, let He's me... got, like, gloveless fingers. Oh, that's... Like, the gloves only go, like, up to his, his knuckle, and then his palm is uh, is not... Oh, it's it's, we, it's bare. It's got shorty gloves. Yeah, he's <laughs> got like the bottom of his palms exposed. Doesn't seem very. I want to keep my fingers clean. My palms dirty. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, I wanted to talk very briefly about the other kids on the island. They're really, really not important. Uh. But there is Titus and Walker from Final Fantasy X, and Selfie from Final Fantasy VIII. You can fight all of them. Fun fact. Uh. Did you ever play Final Fantasy VIII? No, I didn't play Final Fantasy VIII. Okay, well, this will mean nothing to you, but uh, Waka was originally supposed to be Irvine from Final Fantasy VIII, who's like a he's like a cowboy gunslinger. Okay, but they they thought that he wasn't beachy enough, so they got Waka, who's the beachiest man alive. Uh, <laughs> that's Waka that's a fact. Is he is voiced by? I think it's D. Bradley Baker. Hmm. But he's doing. I swear to God, have you seen American Dad? Yeah, I have. He is doing the exact same voice that he does for Klaus the German fish. <laughs> okay. It's really not good. It's supposed to be like a patois, but it just sounds like Klaus. But that's not what it's Waka does. <laughs> well. <laughs> and you shouldn't do what Waka does, but that's not what Waka... No, not, not any part of it. No, you shouldn't be Waka. You shouldn't play Blitzball, you will drown. Yeah, well, obviously you won't. Obviously it's a... You won't a, play Blitzball or you won't drown? Uh, uh, well, I'll play Blitzball and I won't drown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's clear, it's clear... You've got that special water. It's clearly an oxygenated water situation, like in the movie The Abyss. Okay. You know, I, I love Blitzball. I don't want to go on a Blitzball tangent. So that I guess that's the end of that thought. <laughs> okay. I've thought about it, that's all. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, Sora, like, looks out his window, and he sees a big storm a-brewing, and he, he realizes that the raft is in danger, uh, and he abandons his mom to go rescue the raft, and his mom will never be seen or heard again, probably. <laughs> She's gonna be the main character of Kingdom Hearts 4. I mean, I'm 
genuinely not a joke. I'm I'm holding out hope for a for an emotional reunion eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And it won't land at all because we haven't seen her or heard her talked about since this. <laughs> but I'll probably still cry anyway. Yeah. That, that figure that out. Yeah. Uh yeah, so Sora goes back to the island. This is where he sees Riku and Kairi's boats are here. Uh, and there's a big ball of darkness in the sky, and the little the little shadow heartless start popping out of the ground. But all Sora has a wooden sword; he can't do shit. <laughs> so he he finds Riku uh, and asks where Kairi is. But Riku, he's he's ensorcelled. Yep, he's not afraid of he's, it. In fact, <laughs> he likes it. He's standing in a in a big puddle of of darkness glop. And he says, Sora, you gotta try this. This is mm, <laughs> delightful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that the explanation for what is going through Riku's head here is basically like, this this darkness, whatever it is, because he doesn't really know at this point, but it's to him, it's the way off the island. Right. So he's he's like, I'm I'm standing in it and I'm fine. Join me, why don't you? Yeah, because he he hates the he doesn't like being there. Yeah, um, this this definitely brought me back to, and I am going to go on a tangent here. Um, one of my early childhood biggest, like the most scared I've been of a of a movie as a child is Ooh, do tell Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. Have you seen this movie? Oh no, is that? I assume that's some direct to DVD stuff. I I believe so. There is a scene where um as a child I didn't really understand this movie. He's actually supposed to be like I think like Morpheus the King of Dreams. He gets swallowed <laughs> okay. into um by this like black goop, but I thought he was Santa Claus. Anyway, um <laughs> It's terrifying, and that's what this reminded me of. Um, I'll have to see if I can find that. That I, sounds. If you go, that sounds if like you it go to, would have scared the shit out of me. If you go to this link and watch around 50, 51 minutes and eighteen seconds, because I found the whole movie legally somewhere, um, you can watch <laughs> this scene that scared me. Oh, and you had the link ready. Oh yeah, I had it ready. It's in my notes. And <laughs> oh, at fifty one. Oh my god. Yeah. You, I. You said Nemo, yeah, and I was like, ah, like Nemo. Yeah, not Nemo. No, this is a little, <laughs> little <laughs> that's Nemo. Why, that's why I said direct to DVD because I was like, I was like, ah, the Nemo spinoff, right? Adventures in Slumberland. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, I do see 1989. Yeah. So this is actually a prequel. Yes. Yeah. This is this is this is the prequel to Finding Nemo. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah. If you watch that at fifty-one minutes and eighteen seconds, you'll see what I'm talking about, and uh, it scarred me badly as a child. I look forward to seeing it. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was the heater in uh, Brave Little. Coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that a classic. Uh, yeah, everyone really. It's- that was why I stopped watching movies. No, you know what really freaked me the fuck out uh, was the movie preview for the Grinch movie with Jim Carrey. <laughs> With his his long green fingers, I legitimately wouldn't sit through previews in a theater. I would like sit in the in the lobby and then go in when the previews were over after I saw that because it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, the fingers are bad. They're bad. The movie I haven't seen the whole movie, but what little I've seen of it, I hated it. Yeah, it's it's not great. I have I have 
I have no nostalgia for The Grinch. Sorry to anyone who loves that movie. I just don't understand it. Uh, okay, what the fuck was happening? Um, uh, oh yeah, Riku gets eaten by darkness, and when Sora opens his eyes, there's a Keyblade in his hand. Is Mickey Mouse saying Keyblade to him? <laughs> Key- <laughs> Is he saying Keyblade at ellipsis? I believe that in this instance, that is the Heartless. Uh, really? Okay. I, I think it would make more sense if it was Mickey Mouse. I <laughs> if Mickey was chittering. Oh, is the sound... Well, I just assumed they were chittering and someone was saying Keyblade. <laughs> I I guess I don't know. I think that one's supposed to be the Heartless reacting. Okay. Um, that, I, I buy it, sure. Uh, what do you think of the Keyblade as a piece of visual design? I I do remember really liking it as a kid. And, you know, it's tough now, I think. Because um, I'm realizing like some of the design has to do with like the limitations they had when they made the game, probably. Mm-hmm. But no, I like it. I like the Keyblade in general. I think the key, I think the Keyblades in general are kind of cool, even if it is like yeah. a little confusing how they hurt so bad when you get hit by them. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a big iron bar. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> he might as well just be hitting them with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I definitely remember thinking that uh, Sor- Sora's key, which is uh, the Kingdom Key, it's called. Uh, I definitely remember thinking it was really cool. I think as I got older and I was like eighteen or nineteen, I was like, it's stupid, and I soured on it. But looking back, I I actually do like it. It's it's very. It's very simple in a way that I think is very effective. Yeah, it is. It's simple and clean. It's got a cool charm on it, which is fun. Um, Does it... It has... Oh, shit. Is it the crown? It's not Mickey's head, right? It's Mickey's head, isn't it? Oh, shit. Which is confusing a little bit. Oh, it is Mickey's head. That's fucking stupid. Oh, right. It's the, 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 the... The key part, the key. like the sort of skeleton key prongs, have like the crown cut out. Yeah. That's right. And then it's got Mickey's head, which don't think too hard about that one. Yeah. No, but I think it's good. <laughs> that's not lore. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think that's just design. I, I, I think it's good, though. I think it's cool that his is just is the simple version. And I think that's mm-hmm. good because then you'll get all the like goofy ones later, you know. And... Is this a goofy one? <laughs> uh, I wish. I guess probably not, huh? But, um... You know, there there actually are some, like... Because most of the Keyblades that he gets are, like, world-themed. Like, like the, the Alice in Wonderland one is, like, a heart and blah, blah, blah. There are some, like, character design-based ones. And he never gets a Donnelly Goofy Keyblade, which is uh, a real shame. That is He'll a shame. opportunity. Just... Maybe in four. Yeah, they're only his best friends. Why would he want that? <laughs> He, yeah, he he pulls out his keyblade to fight alongside Donald and Goofy, and they look at it and they're like, "Are you fucking kidding me? That keyblade isn't that like the lady that you bumped into at the grocery store the other day, who like helped you get the tomatoes <laughs> off the shelf?" Yeah, she's my friend. Like, <laughs> Sora, you are the worst fucking person to be friends with. Yeah. Well, it's probably all just lore because actually Donald and Goofy have been evil this whole time and guiding him towards darkness, probably. <laughs> Sora's like, I'll I'll take out... Sorry, sorry, guys. I'll take out this other Keyblade instead. Hopefully that won't offend you. And they're like, that's the guy who, like, sold your mom her first apartment. He's like, yeah, well, you know, he, he helped me with my homework that one time. <laughs> God damn it, Sora. 
Sora is kind of friends with everybody, though, right? Isn't that kind of his he deal? Is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. And we love that about him. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, so he, he like, fights his way through to the, the secret place, which now has, like, a big, ornate door on it. Uh, the same big, ornate door from the Dive to the Heart tutorial. I don't know if you would have seen that one. Uh, yeah, yes. But it's, like, a pinkish door. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. I don't... That's actually still a, a thing, a question that I have is what is that door specifically? I don't I don't know if there's any significance to that door. Right, right, because he gets swallowed by darkness and then he finds a door and goes through it, right? Basically. Yeah, yeah that is confusing. I don't know if that door has any particular meaning. Uh hmm. but uh Kyrie's in the cave, but she's all she's all weird. <laughs> she is weird, yes. She's she's like a zombie and she the the wooden door bursts open and like a big gust of spooky wind like blasts her straight through Sora mm-hmm. and she goes ghost. Yeah, and I'm assuming at some point I'll find out what happened to her, but it is very confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I you know what's funny though? I remember the first time I played this because they do eventually explain what happened in this scene. Uh and I remember getting to that explanation as a child and being like Oh, I didn't even know that I was supposed to think anything of the fact that Kyrie like <laughs> was a zombie and flew through Sora like a ghost. Well, yeah, you can't tell if that's even a thing that happened. Like that's true. A lot of it seem is like kind of kind of dreamlike. Yeah, yeah. It's like is is yeah. Is he just passed out and these are things that are happening to him or are they real? You know, and that is numerous trick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it did happen. Yeah. And Sora goes back outside. The islands are getting, like, eaten by darkness. They're, like, floating in a void and breaking apart. Uh, he fights another dark side Heartless, but he, he gets sucked up into the big darkness ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we go to uh, Traverse Town, which has the best theme in the franchise, in my opinion. Okay. And I'm probably gonna uh, use it as podcast opening music just because I like it so much. Great. So I don't, I don't need to elaborate on that because everyone will already have heard it and said, wow, that's so good. Yeah. Uh, they, Don and the Goofy are here. They watch another star go out. Uh, and if it wasn't clear already, those are the uh, worlds getting swallowed by darkness. Yeah. Is every star a world? Ooh, I think so. I think that is what we are supposed to believe. That's a lot of worlds. Yeah. I, they get into this eventually, but, uh basically yeah there are a fuck ton of worlds and just not all of them are like connected is the thing yeah nature of the universe is definitely something i want to understand more <laughs> in king yeah in and we, we will get into that rest assured all right uh but for now uh traverse town is an interesting place because it's not a world in the same way that all the other worlds that we've seen so far are. I say all. There's two of them. I've seen a lot, so I forget that we haven't seen many of them in this. But uh, here, here's a quick, a quick little bit of world rundown, because this uh, is pretty important for what Traverse Town actually is. Basically, there's three primary realms. There's the Realm of Darkness, the Realm of Light, and the Realms Between. Uh, so all the capital W worlds like Disney World, uh, Destiny Islands, all the all the like Tarzan, Alice in Wonderland, those are in the realm of light. Mm-hmm. The realm of darkness is its own thing. We'll get there eventually. Uh, 
but Traverse Town and some other places are considered to be realms between because they're not like natural worlds. Hmm. Basically, what happened is that as all these worlds started getting swallowed up, the people from them, the ones who were able to escape, they kind of just sort of congealed together and built Traverse Town in like a sort of median space. Hmm. We don't really get that much into the mechanics of how that makes any sense, sure. which is probably for the best. That's yeah, fine. But uh, yeah, Traverse Town is is different in nature from most of the other places that we're gonna go. It's it's like a it's like a, a world of refugees essentially, uh, and it gets very confusing very fast. As one of the first people that we see in it is a palette swap of the Titus model from the Destiny Islands. <laughs> right. I don't know if you would have seen him in your cutscene thing. I don't think I did, no. It confused the shit out of me as a kid because he's just Titus but with like green shorts. <laughs> and you talk to him and he's like, My world got eaten and I can't find my mom. And I'm like, Yeah, I know, man. Me too. Why are you not addressing me as Sora? <laughs> it's me, your friend. I beat you up with a stick. No, this is Tebus. He's. <laughs> He's the one with the green shorts. <laughs> yeah, I think there's also a, a Waka palette swap uh, somewhere, uh, which, yeah, it, it got a lot of people's gears turning, but that's literally just uh, <laughs> hardware limitations at work. Yeah, I mean, that's the um, <laughs> that's the stuff. I mean, I, I, I love the dumb bullshit Nomura likes to do, but herein lies the problem with the dumb bullshit Nomura likes to do is that anything and everything seems like it could be a thing. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, even to the point that I, I was saying earlier, like, you know, the, the Mickey Mouse head on the Kingdom Key, I don't think that that's lore. But it might be. It might be. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like that because their heart's connected when... He was in that dream that one time. I, I didn't say it, but I literally, as I was talking a minute ago about it, I was like, I wonder if it's because of the tutorial when their heart's connected. <laughs> Good. It could be. It could it be. It genuinely could be. I mean, it's kind of the uh, thing where it's probably like they created that art. I think how a lot of Nomura stuff works is he creates a cool looking thing and then he thinks about how that might work in the story. Yeah. And well, vice versa. Have you... Have you seen the original Sora concept art? Is he just the bouncer guy like he kind of already is or no? Oh, God, no. We we don't need to spend too much time on this because it's barely relevant. But he was a cat boy with like a chainsaw. What? I think I think his keyblade was shaped like a chainsaw. Oh. And he was a cat boy. Wow. Yeah, I see that. He had like whiskers and, and like a like a snout. All right. I mean, that would have been fine, I guess. I think the problem is that uh, he would have been Mickey Mouse's natural enemy. Uh, he kind of looks like a Jack from Jack and Daxter, but with a tail. He kind of does. Yeah. He kind of does. Yeah. Now, there, there's another game with weird, confusing lore that I really liked at the time. I haven't gone back to Jack and Daxter. I don't know if that holds up, but... I don't know either. He gets so cool when he gets a flying motorcycle. God damn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway he's like riku uh, and sora if they were one character yeah 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 <laughs> uh so yeah basically what happens here is uh 
this is a an infuriating series of near misses that I still to this day don't know how to actually progress the game at this part. Where like every time Sora, who is also here, turns a corner, it like cuts to Donald and Goofy like walking out of a building nearby and missing him. I've remembered that. That was really confusing as a kid. Yeah, I I still don't know how you're supposed to solve that, but uh uh yeah. Oh, also Pluto is the one who finds Sora in an alleyway, which I only mention A because we're going to see that in flashbacks a lot and B because Sora thinks he's dreaming, so Pluto responds by like slamming Sora's head against the brick wall. Yeah, I wrote Pluto is like a little bug, Pluto is unsettling. I'm still not <laughs> liking Pluto. <laughs> Pluto is the true villain. Oh shit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh so uh note to self, write theory about Pluto being the true villain. Uh yeah, the the only other thing that I wanted to say about the like nature to tra- uh, of Traverse Town slash the intro to it is a a line that I really liked from a like random NPC in the starting area. Uh, it's just this lady who's like standing next to a cafe, and it's just a little bit of world building that I really liked. Is if you talk to her, she says, "Where am I from? None of your business." People in this town tend to have pasts they don't want to talk about. Hmm. Which I I don't think it's it, it doesn't really like matter or like play into the story at all. I just thought that was really interesting in this game for children yeah that is it had it had a weight to it that i really liked yeah i mean some of that stuff is the good parts about playing an rpg is when they actually think about the stuff that people say when you walk around and talk to them Mm -hmm. so except for the kid who's like why do i look like titus don't worry about it (laughs) no we've never met no stop talking to me kid uh did your did your cutscenes show uh sora meeting sid i don't think so no. Oh, he he meets Sid from Final Fantasy VII, who I had forgotten about this. Sid very kindly, like he straight up like offers to take Sora in and like look look after him if he can't find his friends. Which is like, damn, that is a very generous offer to this kid you just met. But I guess it you know it, it kind of like speaks to Traverse Town as a whole that they're all kind of looking out for each other like that. Got it. Uh, there's also Huey, Dewey, and Louie running an item shop here, which. I think that one literally don't think about it because it doesn't make any sense yeah. or wise. Yeah, right. Like their world got destroyed, <laughs> destroyed too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you do you know Ducktales? I don't really know. DuckTales. I know Ducktales pretty well. Yeah, I watched a lot of Ducktales. What is? Are are they Donald's nephews or Scrooge's nephews? Both. Oh, so they they're, who's their dad? Don't know, but they're they're both uncles to those kids. Wait, so Donald and Scrooge are brothers? Yeah. But doesn't he call him Uncle Scrooge? Donald does? I don't think so. I think, no, I think they're brothers. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. If that's true, it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is, because, I mean, well, but, it is his character, but he definitely doesn't share his money with Donald. <laughs> maybe maybe Duckburg is its own world. Very well could be. The place? Did I get that right? Huh? Duckburg, yeah, that's right. Okay, Whew. Uh, we will meet Scrooge eventually, so maybe that is legitimately it, is that Duckburg has also been eaten. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Uh, then Sora watches a man die. Yeah, this is my favorite character. Um, I, I love this guy. I 
I can always remember what this man looked like as we watch him flee in terror, collapse onto the ground, and literally die. Yeah, he's he's such a fancy boy, and he's so scared. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, he's not, like, running from anything, is he? No, he just he appears from nowhere, runs, and then kind of, like, falls over like he slipped on a banana, and then his heart shoots out. Hey, kid, want to see some fucked up shit? <laughs> yeah. Watch this. His heart just shoots out of his chest. Sora, again, does not react very much, but I think that's more of a, a PlayStation 2 problem and not a Sora problem, yeah. maybe. But yeah, I I think... I didn't write this down. D- does his heart... His heart comes out... Does does his heart, like, become a heartless? I don't actually remember. Um, The heart shoots out, he disappears, and then there is a heartless, I think. I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't... So basically, yeah. this is Sora learning what heartless are, which is that they are creatures of darkness born from the hearts that people lose to darkness. Right. And as I said before, rest assured, there will be more heartless lore where that came from. Uh, but for now, that's sufficient. Right. Uh, eventually... After skipping, like, an hour of confusing gameplay that I don't know what you're supposed to do, Sora finally crosses paths with Squall from Final Fantasy VIII, uh, who exposits that the Heartless are after him because he has the Keyblade. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wonders, he, he says something to the effect of, like, why did, it, why did the Keyblade choose a kid like you? So he clearly knows about Keyblades more than he's letting on but i don't know why yeah i don't really know what his story we will learn some backstory of his but i'm he's still a bit of a question mark to me why is he why is he calling himself leon and not squall i know it's like his last name kind of but leon hart yeah i don't remember where that lore comes from but uh it's explained at some point vaguely that like he he like screwed up in some way and like failed to protect his world and it got destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh you said you haven't played 8? No, no, I've not played 8. Okay. Eight well, in 8 he has a love interest named Renoa. I think it's vaguely implied that that she is dead mm. and that he failed to protect her. So, uh in order to distance himself from the mistakes of his past, he called himself his name, but slightly different. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, yeah, and he sounds very bored. He sounds very bored by everything happening. <laughs> yeah, he's he's sort of like Lil Wayne uh, uh, oh? calling himself Lil Wayne because he hates his dad, whose name is Dwayne. <laughs> okay. Squall is the Lil Wayne of Kingdom Hearts. I wasn't sure I was going to get there, but yes, I agree. He is the Lil Wayne of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I mean, you you agreed from the beginning. You just didn't know why. I didn't. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Leon and Leon and Sora fight. Uh, I th- I think Leon is like trying to take the Keyblade away from him. For I think he just wants to look at it, but Sora refuses. They fight. Mm-hmm. I didn't know until watching this Let's Play that you actually can beat him. I thought it was a guaranteed loss, but I guess I'm just a trash player. But. Uh, <laughs> Even if you win, Sora is, like, exhausted and, like, faints on the ground. And then we meet Yuffie, who is one of the few Kingdom Hearts 1 good voice actors. It's Mae Whitman. Oh. And she basically is just Katara in this. Yeah, she was, yeah. She's actually good at voice acting. 
Yeah. Uh, oh God, what? It, oh, Leon. Leon says something really needlessly aggro to Sora after after Sora faints, which is that he just turns to Yuffie and goes, "Looks like things are worse than we thought. A lot worse." Yeah. <laughs> Not necessary, man. No. Uh, there's a weird scene here where Riku wakes up somewhere mysterious. Yeah. The reason I say it's weird is because he's, like, calling out to people, but you can't hear him. Yeah. And I don't think there's any reason for that. That you can't hear him, or... That you can't hear him. Okay. He's not, like, underwater. Obviously, we know that he's Riku, so we know his voice. I don't know why they did that. Maybe it's just supposed to get across, like, his sense of isolation, maybe? That no one's hearing him. Yeah, it, it does I feel guess. like it comes out of nowhere, but yeah. Maybe it's just art? I'm just not smart enough? <laughs> uh, but he's being uh, spied on by none other than Maleficent mm-hmm. from Sleeping Beauty. Yep. I always want to say Snow White, but that's not correct. No, that's just the queen... I think. The Evil Queen, I think, is her official name. Good. Good name. Why do I forget about her? Yeah. Right. <laughs> God. There, there is a shocking amount of Evil Queen eventually in this series, and it's really weird. That, she, she gets a lot of screen time. That's very weird, yeah. She's not much of a character. No. Uh, so, meanwhile, uh, Aerith finds Donald and Goofy... Uh, we get the sense that all these Final Fantasy characters know Mickey. Right. Uh, which, there will be some reasons for that eventually. Uh, we basically get a lore dump here. Uh, Donald and Goofy from Aerith and Sora from uh, 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 Leon and Yuffie. Uh, is there anything in this lore dump that I haven't already addressed? Let's see. Um, someone says Heartless, those without hearts, very helpfully for, for us, the audience. <laughs> Oh, this is this is uh, one of the wonderful moments where you get to hear Goofy go like the heartless. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Uh, okay, here's here's something important. Uh, Aerith tells Donald and Goofy that there is a scientist named Ansem yeah. uh, who was studying the heartless, and his his reports have been scattered as video game collectibles all across the worlds. <laughs> and uh they theorize that Mickey is playing a collectathon right now. <laughs> I I maybe would enjoy that game more than this one. <laughs> well, good news, you get to collect all those reports in this. Oh, you have to go do that? Great. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't know why Donald and Goofy like theorize that that's what Mickey is up to because he's not. <laughs> I guess they just don't know. Although, you know what? I think that that's actually like a consistent like good thing about the way that this is written is like characters generally only know what they know like right sometimes they think things that turn out to be wrong and i actually i actually think a lot of stuff doesn't really do that enough well no and especially in like this mode of storytelling you know which you know like just like kind of like anime style storytelling a lot of times people just like know shit and you don't yeah and they and they shouldn't so yeah, so actually, I actually like that Donald and Goofy are just kind of working under the incorrect assumption that Mickey's looking for those reports. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the the last, uh, at least for this part, of those, like, Disney cartoon gags. Because uh, 
Donald and Goofy are standing next to each other and talking, and the camera is on Goofy's face. <laughs> and Donald, like, wants to make a dramatic point. <laughs> so he physically reaches up and pulls the camera down to his height. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's good shit. I love stuff like that. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, I think that's that's pretty much it for this part. The Heartless, like, burst in, and they all run off to to fight them. Yeah, you know, the only other thing I noticed is the way they talk about Sora's Keyblade at this point makes it feel like there's only one Keyblade that exists. And I was. It really does make it seem like that. And I was wondering if that was actually a thing that Nomura thought at this point, or that's just what they're doing right now. Um. Hmm. Because obviously we will find eventually that there are other Keyblade wielders. I've seen pictures of other Keyblades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think. I think genuinely at this point in the series, I don't think there's really any other Keyblade wielders in play. No. Okay. Yeah. It, it is pretty much just Sora at this point. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if that was intentionally considered or if it just uh, slots into future lore neatly. But yeah, he, he is like the Keyblade boy right now. Got it. Uh. Eventually, finally, after much gameplay, uh, Sora, Donald, and Goofy all meet in person. Uh, they, like, get blasted off of a balcony and land on top of him, and they <laughs> see the Keyblade. And then they uh, they have a, a boss battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, their, their friendship is already so powerful that they can have a boss battle together. Uh, what do you think of... Well, first, uh, <laughs> first, Donald, again, uh, a little manipulative lying piece of shit, uh, just makes a completely empty promise to Sora where he's like, oh, you're the one with the Keyblade, huh? You know, we will definitely find those friends of yours if you join us. <laughs> and Goofy's like, oh, really? And Donald's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know if I got that part in in the video. Oh, really? Yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he's he he like pulls Goofy aside and it's like I'm just saying whatever I have to to get him to come with us. Oh, well, that's great. I mean, great. I like I like morally gray Donald. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do too. He can he can be a dick, but it's it's fun. Yeah. Uh, what I was gonna ask is, what do you think of uh, Sora's iconic smile? What I wrote is, oh, this is just the Tetis thing again. Um, it really, truly is. It's the it's the awkward laugh, ha 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 ha. Which, God, tangent. I get so fucking annoyed when people like point to the to the Titus laugh, Tetis laugh, whatever, and they're like, bad video game voice acting. No, I think it's like it's what they're trying to do. You can argue if the scenes bad <laughs> but but yeah it's it's intentionally it's intentionally corny and awkward yeah he's trying to cheer someone up by being weird i love that scene it's legitimately really good in my opinion uh but yeah donald and goofy basically explain to sora that their ship quote runs on happy faces uh something that the manga makes extremely literal oh really little... that's what i wanted to know <laughs> i was like please 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 i want to see them all grinning like in, in the in the yummy ship all the time Oh my god. I I haven't read much of the manga, uh, but what little I've seen of it is actually, like, really good and, like, does some very, like, fun stuff with the premise of Kingdom Hearts. And yes, there is a a part where 
the gummy ship has like run out of gas so they all have to like force these incredibly pained smiles to get it to move <laughs> oh that's good it's really good uh yeah so sora does a very uh iconic bad forced smile and it's great yep yeah it's <laughs> i i don't think it's as good here as it is in in uh final fantasy but it's pretty good yeah i think i i think i do like the the tiniest laugh a little more yeah. but i i i will say this has something that that doesn't have which is the the reaction shot of donald and goofy uh standing perfectly still <laughs> together smiling at him yeah, that is very good you're right uh Shit, I don't remember uh, the timestamp that I gave you. Did you see this next scene with the villains? I sure did, because I wrote, oh okay. no, it's James Woods. <laughs> it's, it's terrifying. <sighs> you know, I hate that they keep bringing James Woods back for these games, but I also, he's really good as Hades. Yeah, I, the talent, uh, James Woods' talent is not his issue. <laughs> not a good man, but a great Hades. Yeah, yep. <laughs> You know, he's he's on Twitter raging about cancel culture, and I'm like, whatever, man, you're going to be in Kingdom Hearts for another 20 years. Is he still doing the voice in Kingdom Hearts? Um, He's in three. Yeah. Uh, and the, the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer is only in Japanese, but there's a little thing at the end that looks like Hades. Got it. I'm just uh, like... To... So he will probably be in four. I'm just surprised uh, that he would associate himself with Disney, because at this point, I assume he thinks, like, Disney is like made up of groomers or something. So, well, you know, people, people like James Woods are, uh, they are incredibly, uh, consistent. They have no, no spine, no dignity. Uh, <laughs> they, they just say whatever inflammatory shit they have to, to get buzz from, from their little Twitter followers. Yeah. He does like uh, money, I they, guess. So there is that. And they go and, uh, do kingdom hearts <laughs> for 20 years. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Hades, Hades is weirdly important in the lore. <laughs> I, th uh, I was going to ask, like, how important are these Disney villains, really? Because I feel like what's funny is I don't feel like I ever hear anyone talking about them. Yeah, this is a weird scene in retrospect, because it's, it's basically, it's Hades, Jafar, Ursula, Captain Hook, Oogie Boogie, and Maleficent. Yeah. And they're all, like, watching Sora with magic, and they're all, like, plotting in the shadows. Yeah. Uh, Hades is very important. Okay. Jafar, I don't think, ever comes back. Ursula's in two, but she's pretty self-contained to her world. Captain Hook is the same, self-contained. I don't think Oogie Boogie comes back after this. Maleficent is very, very important to the to the overall story. She she's going to be around forever. That's really weird. <laughs> it's weird but also like while I have no real memories in my own life of the movie Sleeping Beauty, like she's a great villain. She's really imposing. I don't remember her voice actor's name, but she's so good. Well, that's why they made like She's like super dramatic and intense and I really like her. That's why they made like 3 of those Angelina Jolie movies I've never seen. <laughs> Did they make three of those? Well, they made more than one. Maybe it's just two. But I can't believe what there's the more fuck? than one, to be honest. I mean, you never know with, with those Disney live... I mean, what the fuck? Jesus Christ, I can't get into this. Speaking yeah. of cancel culture, they're 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 ruining The Little Mermaid for our children. Oh, God. Yeah. 
What? How do I have to? How am I going to explain this to my kids? <laughs> James Woods can't. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Maleficent base. I, I don't think anything they say in particular is super important. Uh, but Maleficent says that uh, she thinks that Sora will be very useful. Yeah. Uh, is that is that where you left off? That is where I left off. <laughs> Okay, I've got a few just, like, stray things that I think are worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, there's a little a little scene after this where it, it cuts straight from the, like, villains meeting to Donald and Goofy teaching Sora how to do magic and somersaults, respectively. <laughs> okay. Goofy is Sora's gymnastics coach. Uh, is that a game mechanic? Uh, yeah, so Sor- this is Sora's first, I think he learns fire here, and uh, the the somersault is his dodge roll, okay. uh, which is where the game becomes playable. Right. Uh, what else? Uh, he meets the Dalmatians, yeah, that's another collectible. I do remember whatever. that, yeah. Uh, the, the, the only other, like, really important thing is they go to this, like, mysterious rundown house on a rock in the middle of a cave in a lake. It's... It's there's a lot of layers <laughs> to this structure, uh, but they go inside, and Sora sees Kyrie here, and she says, "Oh, this place really reminds me of the secret place on our island." And then Goofy is like, "Sora, what's up?" And then Sora gets distracted and when he looks back. Kyrie's gone. Hmm. But who should walk in? But Merlin from I think the Sword in the Stone. That would yeah, that would be it. Yeah, I don't know what else it would be. Yeah, I've never seen it. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Merlin's going to be around. Uh, he basically, he says like, oh, this is, this is uh, my house when I'm in Traverse Town, mysterious. Uh, King Mickey sent me to teach you magic. Uh, and uh, the fairy godmother from Cinderella is also here uh, to teach Sora how to use summons, <laughs> which will be way more important in the lore than they feel like they should be. Uh, yeah. And she also mentions that her world has disappeared which uh, <laughs> relates to the fact that Cinderella was one of the hearts that Sora connected with at the beginning. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. That's that's pretty much it. All right. <laughs> uh, I don't know what we're going to do next time because after this is a lot of Disney worlds, and I, honest to God, have no idea how important any of those actually are to the story. <laughs> <laughs> okay so like most of the game isn't important to the story ding 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 okay i i think uh that is an increasingly substantial problem with the games as time goes on which is that uh disney seems to have a lot of control over what they can and can't do with disney worlds uh to the point that like anything that is in like the past 10 years that they're like still making money on is basically just like Sora watches frozen with his friends. <laughs> that sounds And great. then they just like kind of try to shoehorn in like lore reasons for any of it to be happening. But yeah, honestly, like that is one of the biggest problems that I think the games have in general. Well, maybe I'll watch that stuff and see if there's stuff to talk about. Because even if it's not relevant to the overall story, I'm sure things happen. It is entirely possible that you're going to go back to the... Because you're... To clarify what you're watching for anyone right. listening, it's the it's the theater mode in the game that just, like, shows you all the cutscenes and, like, anything that happens in gameplay that's important gets a little, like... And then Sora did this. 
Um, I would not be surprised if you press play on that video again, and it's like, Sora and his friends traveled to numerous worlds. <laughs> God. Uh, if that happens, uh, we'll figure something out. But yeah, a lot of it is not really that important. Yeah, I remember playing Alice in Wonderland for a while as a kid. God. I got really stuck on that one. I think I did too, again, as a kid. And like I, I got to Agrabah and got fed up and stopped. <laughs> so, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. But that's 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 it for, for Destiny Islands and Traverse Town. We got those mm-hmm. in the bag. Great. Done and dusted and other phrases that say that we did it. Uh, what do you think so far? Um. Well, again, this is stuff I'm familiar with, but I think so far that... Yeah, I like the dumb stuff that's happening. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it's like melodramatic and silly, but I, I I don't know. I've always liked so I've always liked media where I could sit there and think about it and try to make connections. You know, uh-huh. like I loved Lost, and I'm not going to defend oh, yeah. Lost as being like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to defend Lost. I guess I'll just say that, but like. I loved the process of watching Lost and like week to week, you know, like when it was airing and then week to week, like theorizing with my friends what was going on. Um, Absolutely. Because I think that's the real fun thing. And I think that's what you get with Kingdom Hearts. Because uh, we've already made a bunch of theories like they're all dead or, um, uh-huh. you know, uh, Pluto's the real villain. Like that's the fun stuff, I think. And this story is full of uh off ramps for that so i'm I'm having a good time mm-hmm. yeah i mean i because i i've been uh experiencing some of the current ongoing stuff because just recently as we're recording this they released the final installment of kingdom hearts dark road <laughs> which is the origin story of a character that we haven't met yet uh <laughs> good and, okay and i uh between that and like all the stuff that Kingdom Hearts 3 leaves off on and various other things like I've got I've got a huge list of of theories that I have a lot of them are bullshit but some of them I genuinely think are worth considering mm-hmm. so yeah there there's a lot of a lot of concepts to rotate in your mind and chew on uh in Kingdom Hearts which I which I really like about it yeah yeah, and again, I think we'll get into it more, but, like, the nature of the universe in Kingdom Hearts, I think, is fun to think about, and, like, mm-hmm. what what is maybe trying to say with those things, too. Yeah, I definitely want to get into some of my theories at some point, but, oh, God, they're all, they're all so far in. I don't think there's any justification that I could possibly have for getting into any of them at this point. I do have a... Uh, an ongoing list of questions oh. uh, that, that the game poses... Uh, and I'm I'm not gonna just like like rattle them off as they come up, but like some of them I genuinely don't know when slash if they get answered. Like I've got like what are the dark side heartless? I've got written down here. Right. I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, uh, who is in the brown bag? <laughs> I do know that one. Yeah, I don't I don't know who that is. So I think I might, but I'm not sure. I don't think we get an explicit answer to that until Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, and I no uh, uh, dream drop distance, which is right before. Three. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's like the eighth game in the series. <laughs> that's that's nuts, but great. That was the working title for this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
That's nuts, but that's great. nuts, but great. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to say for now. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess I'll say thoughts right now because I I like Kingdom Hearts one. I think it's 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 a lot more like compact and smaller than what the series will eventually become obviously and i think there's a there's a it feels ridiculous to say this about kingdom hearts at all but there's a there's a purity to it that i think is really nice Hmm. like there's a lot of lore on the edges of it but at its core it's got a very strong sense of purpose for sora which is like i have to find my friends right done and i think it's gonna get a lot bigger weirder and more confusing as we go so i think going back to kingdom hearts one where sora's just like i have to find riku and kairi boom done thank you love it what more do you what more do you need everything but that's fine yeah uh but yeah it's it's good i i'm i'm enjoying going back to it uh, i haven't played it in a, a little while so it's it's a it's a treat for me uh but yeah that's that's it for now uh how do we want to end this? Do you, do you want to? I mean, we already alluded to our other podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could. I, I could. Yeah. Again, Keely Seeley's on the F plus. If you like that, you probably listened to it already. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's that's what our information says. At least our we have had the same loyal fans for quite some time. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it doesn't change. Uh, I, I've been listening to the F plus since like 2014. Yeah, it's it's an old one. Um, uh, I guess I, you know I also do uh, pen and paper bullshit, which is my friend Phyllis Byathan's podcast, and um, uh, we play. I'm doing a RuneQuest campaign on there, and she 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 DMs a bunch of really good campaigns, and I recommend listening to that. So we're both on extra credit from time to time. Yes. I've I've got a bunch uh, jerking it about the secret life of the American teenager Kyle X Y about Kyle X Y. Uh, those are both done, but uh, on my other podcast Zero to Zero, we're currently as of right now watching the movie Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds, and it's not very good. Yeah, I feel bad for you about that one a bit. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but you, this is the life I chose. For but myself, yeah, you though. did that's that to why, yourself. That's why this podcast exists. Yeah, yeah. So I can enjoy my life. Yeah. Uh, we're hosted on the network noisespace.xyz. Uh, if you want to hear people not defend Lost, listen to The Island Shuffle, where they watch Lost episodes by a random number generator. That, yeah, that I might actually listen to that then. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. And all my other podcasts are on there except for Extra Credit. Uh, that's it. Um, and we say what we say at the end of every episode, which is Keyblade. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Keyblade. Keyblade. I'll get my, I'll get my, uh, we haven't met him yet, but I'll get my Leonard Nimoy voice on and do Keyblade. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, really? That's exciting. Okay. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I've come to see the door to this world. Huh? This world has been connected. Well, what are you talking about? Tied to the darkness. Soon to be completely eclipsed. Well, whoever you are, stop freaking me out like this. Huh? Well, where did you come from? You do not yet know what lies beyond the door. So you're from another world. 
There is so very much to learn. You understand so little. Oh yeah? Well you'll see. I'm gonna get out and learn what's out there. A meaningless effort. <laughs>